Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump of the Night. I'm Riley Clark, and along with me is... Trevor Jensen! And we are back with episode 19 in season 3, Does It Go Bump? I still can't believe we're at 19 episodes, but we... Yeah, 19. Wow, that means 20s after this episode. Shoot. Let's get talking about 20 real quick, because we got some ideas coming up for episode 20. I think you guys are going to be so excited, because... We got something very special planned, and you know, who knows, there might be some uh, unseen footage, or how you would say, unheard audio that we've captured someday (laughs) when we made another episode that you've already listened to, but more happened that night that we haven't shared, so, ooh. So keep your ears open for that one. Yeah, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, because we still got a whole nother episode to go. And we got milestones to break. Yes, we do. We do got milestones to break. We need to reach a thousand plays. And, we, and oh boy, are we close. We're super close. We need your help to do it. Tell your friends about us. Listen with your friends. Get everyone talking about what goes bump in the night. Because that's what we're trying to do. When we hit 20, we want it to be a big special thing. And it couldn't have been done without y'all. So thank you very much. And thank you, future listeners. Yes, thank now. you so much, past, present, and future listeners. Because... We're just going to keep bringing this shit because I'm enjoying myself. I know Riley's enjoying himself, and I really, really think you guys are digging it because, boy, oh, boy, has it never been so much fun to make this stuff. And we have never seen so much reactions and so many listeners. So let's just keep it growing. Yeah. And again, with Season 3, Does It Go Bump, we are here to find out if another story from the Reddit No Sleep form goes bump or not so does it bump does it bump we're about to find out all right so we got another great story on tap at least i think this is another good story so without further ado a 911 call where nothing made sense posted by mr outlaw things were fucked from the beginning a woman named Carol dials 911 and claims that somebody's inside her house. We go investigate, searching the place inch by inch and find nothing. Usually, this could be easily explained away. The mind of an older person living alone eventually starts deteriorating. The onset of dementia and other mental issues start to take a toll on their lives. Quite sad, really. However, this woman is only 24. In other words, the probability of this all being inside her head is extremely unlikely. She also seemed to be terribly distraught by the whole situation. Why would she be acting? We leave her place and tell her to contact us if she sees anything again. I mean, we couldn't really do anything at that point. We were somewhat surprised when we got another call from her the very next day. We drive down, there, and search her house again. We find nothing. Again, problem is, the house seems different this time. Almost as if there's some subtle detail that made it a separate place from the one that we were in yesterday. My partner Beck says that he noticed it as well, but doesn't quite understand what's wrong. We decided not to say anything about this, as we tell Carol that we came up with nothing. However, she tells us to stay. I recorded him. She says. She takes out her phone and tells us to watch the video that she's pulled up. It was footage of her in the house. 
She's running around, breathing frantic. And then we see him, a large figure, covered head to toe in what appears to be a black bodysuit. He lumbered toward the camera as Carol screams and ducks into a room, locking it from the inside. There's a few bangs on the door before we can hear the footsteps walking away. We don't know how to react to this footage, but we try anyways. We come to the conclusion that the man must have left once Carol got behind the door. However, the front door was locked when we came, and Carol told us that she hadn't left the room. Did he also have a key to her house? That would explain a lot, but it also made the situation a lot worse. We decided to keep an eye on her house for the night. We're discreet, parking about a block down the road in an unmarked car. We're both fully awake, ready to go as soon as some sketchy shit. Around 2 a.m., we see somebody walking across the road towards her house. However, it isn't the man, it's Carol herself. Beck and I must have had some look on our faces. What the fuck? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck, Carol? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Who does she know this man and she's not okay. at him or something? I, I don't think so, cause who she, the fuck wears a full fucking gimp suit, climbs in your window, and then terrorizes you into a corner in a fucking locked room and then just crawls away. <laughs> what is she doing outside of her house? That's my next question. Why when she has the cops like stationed outside, like yeah, like come over. case my joint, bro. But I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? All right, let's figure out what's going on in the story because my brain's spinning already. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get out of the car and make our way over there, knocking hard on the front door. However, nobody answers. We can see lights flickering on and off intermediately, but we're not sure what that's supposed to mean. Was she trying to tell us to leave? We get a call from dispatch a few moments later. They're telling us that Carol has called 911 again, saying that there are now multiple people in her house. They ask if we need backup and we say yes. Without another moment of hesitation, we force the door open and barge in. The living room lights still flicker on and off, but we see the light switch and nobody's touching it. We call out for Carol, but nobody responds. In fact, the place is dead quiet. I can see the neighboring houses starting to turn their lights on from the commotion. We rush upstairs and start sweeping each room, but there's nothing. Once again, we search the place inch by inch, but there is nothing in there. Not even Carol, who we clearly saw enter a few moments ago. As I pace around, petrified in confusion, Beck speaks up. There's rooms here that shouldn't be. What the hell are you talking about? I ask in response. I've been counting. He says. There was a total of nine last time we came. There are ten now. You didn't notice? I forced myself to think hard. Subconsciously, I knew that something was off, but couldn't pinpoint exactly what. However, I eventually realized. The basement. There was only a door down there last time. Beck nods. Two now. I don't know what to think. I looked at my surroundings, trying to make an assessment, but there's really none that can be made. We hear a knock on the door about ten seconds later. 
It sounds agitated. We look out the living room windows, but aren't met with the red and blue police lights. We're hesitant to answer, of course. I decided to take a step forwards, but Beck pulls me back. He looks at me and shakes his head, whispering. We've left the door open, remember? He was right. My radio starts crackling. Another call from dispatch. They're telling us that we need to leave the house immediately. That Carol called again and saying we were going to die in a deathly monotone voice. The knocking has stopped, but we can hear footsteps in the basement. Something is in here with us. We've decided that was enough. We needed to get the fuck out of here. As we start descending the steps, we can hear voices coming from the kitchen. Carol's coming out, blocking our path to the door. She looks detached, with blank, beady eyes staring right at us. Did you find him? She asks without any semblance of emotion in her voice. I think they might be in the basement. Why don't you go check? Beck and I are froze, in shock. She just keeps looking at us, gesturing towards the basement door every now and then. The footsteps down there sound like they're running in circles now. We ignore her request, abruptly brushing past her and bolting out of the front door. The backup is still not there, so we decided to just get into our car. However, we see somebody down the street, peering through our driver's side window. He's large dressed in what appears to be black full body suit. He looks away from the window and directly at us. It's hard to tell from this far, but the suit doesn't seem to have any eye holes. Beck speaks up. Sir, back away from the vehicle. His voice cracks in the middle of the sentence, terrified. As soon as Beck stops talking, the figure starts running towards us. It's fast, too fast. In the time that it takes us to pull our guns out, we've realized that it's actually moved past us, into the house. We waste no more time, running into the car, locking the doors and waiting until backup arrives. When it finally does, we're extensively questioned while what appears to be SWAT teams search the house. However, it isn't the police chief asking us, instead it's some guy in a suit we've never seen before. He asks us things like, how many doors were in the house? And what did Carol look like exactly? And did we ever see a man with one eye wandering around? We answer inconclusively to pretty much all of them. We have no idea what the hell is going on. At one point, we see SWAT members carrying out multiple stretchers outside and loading them into their truck. Not an ambulance, mind you, but their own truck. Eventually, the man who is questioning us tells us to go home and to report to our station as usual. I don't know how he expects us to do that. We drive back to the station in complete silence. As we park, Beck finally lets out a sigh. Jack is fucking crazy, dude. I look at him in confusion. What are you talking about? Who the hell is Jack? He reciprocates an equally confused stare at me. What the hell are you talking about? The dude who owns the house. What? It was a lady named Carol. How'd you forget that already? We hold each other's chaotic gaze for what feels like a minute, but we say nothing further. We both silently exit the vehicle and start heading our separate ways home.
We both know that something terribly wrong with the other. I try not to think about it too much as my head hits the pillow. I manage to drift off to sleep about three hours later, only to be woken immediately by a telephone, barely coherent. I answer it. We need you. A woman dialed 911. She says that somebody's in her house. My heart sinks slightly. It sinks completely. When he tells me the address, it's Carol's. I hang up the phone and slump into the bed. I just want this nightmare to end. Well, Trevor, Carol's house is a place we need to stay away from. Actually, we should go there. I wouldn't trick-or-treat there if I were a child. Yeah, I wouldn't bring <laughs> I wouldn't bring your daughter there trick or treating anytime soon. Hell no. No, but a man in a rubber suit with no idols <laughs> might come after her. Fucking gimp suit. <laughs> All I can see is like that. Have you ever seen the weird YouTube video of the people wearing like the weird leather suits and they're like smacking their metal poles on shit? All weird. <laughs> Watch weird shit. I, it's the dark side of YouTube. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> but straight up, dude, it just gives me the most cringe. Like, I don't know, because it's really like this. This whole story is. It's like somewhat on the paranormal because it's like, how, why the fuck are there a bunch of weird people? Right, she had this weird video that she showed them mm, of of like a random person breaking into her home in a weird suit, which is totally possible. People are fucking weird, and I totally could see that happening in today's day and age. But what gets really fucking weird is multiple people, the multiple calls, the fact the that rooms changing. Yeah, rooms changing. The fact that it's Jack. No, it's Carol. What is going on? Yeah, where he didn't even know what had just happened. I'm like, still confused. Backwards. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still a little confused. I am too. Like, it didn't... there's maybe like a part two that comes out later. Like, maybe I I don't think the story says it's a series or part of a series, but you know, then you never know. They might come out with like down the road, just be like, "Hey, I came up with an anthology for this where it's another part," but you never know. I hope so because I need some more meat. I agree with you. I think it needs a little more. We need a part two. Definitely. Definitely. But we're talking about the story we just read, and I'm going to say it bumps. I think so. It doesn't bump as hard as the other ones, but it bumps. And that's going to do it for episode 19 of What Goes Bump of the Night. Remember, episode 20 is about to be insane, and it's about to have some really, really interesting content you have not heard before. So please, please keep your ears ready for that. And your ears can find us on Spotify, Podbean, Google Music, Google Podcasts, and you can find more bonus content on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to hit that like button, that share button, and that follow button or subscribe button, depending on what feature you're on. Please and thank you. We love you. And remember, folks to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Bye.